0: This week on a special edition of the Lords of Grantham Podcast, we are talking about Jingle Jangle, a Christmas journey, new to Netflix, starring none other than Hugh Bonneville. That's right, Robert Crawley from Down Abbey. Even though he's only in the movie for a few minutes, but he's in it. Trust, trust us. And then Force Whitaker's in it, a robot is in it, and Ricky Martin. So get excited. We're gonna break it down this week on the podcast.
1: And it's the holiday season and we are here.
0: Tis the season, uh, to do something a little off brand uh for for the Lords of Grantham podcast. Oh well
1: I, I think significantly more off brand than we thought.
0: <laughs> no, no, Dave. Um so just to catch listeners up who may who may not have heard some of the episodes, but I you know, I brought this up to Dave initially that we should watch this because when the trailer dropped for this in early November Hugh Bonneville, who you all may know as uh, you know Robert Crawley, the the Lord Grantham from from *Downton Abbey*. He's prominently featured in the trailer as you know one of the people asking uh, Forrest Whitaker for for money uh, to for his business to survive through the holiday season. And I mean, as the Lords of Grantham, and with all our respect for for Robert Crawley and Christmas coming up, we we felt we needed to watch this. And Dave, I think you correctly pointed out early on that. He's probably only likely in the movie for five minutes, and little do we know.
1: Five minutes would be a uh,
0: gross overstatement for. I think it's about five minutes. I n- think it's, no, it's f- close to five.
1: At, oh, active minutes
0: two. Really, I'd say three. I I'd give him three two, at least. S-
1: two scenes where he's there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Two scenes <laughs> that he's there. But well, we watched it. But we, we did our part. We did. We did, and and you know, before we get into discussing the mu- the, the movie. Uh, I think I would say, listeners, go watch it if you're interested and want to see something good for Christmas. Uh, Just spoiler alert, how I felt about the movie. I think I could recommend this. Uh, How about you, Dave?
1: Um, I would say for our Patreon listeners that listen to us talk about A Christmas Star, um, (laughs) I think it's kind of – this is kind of the flip side of that as far as a a Christmas movie that doesn't do it for me, but it is still something that I respect.
0: So we'll – sure if you're skeptical about watching it and you trust dave's opinion more than mine let's then listen to the rest of this conversation where we hash out everything that happens in it i mean Uh, if
1: you're listening to this podcast and you like us and it's before the 25th and this should be out with enough time that you can throw it on it's
0: two hours my mom called me my mom called me over the weekend and she said "Corey, i watched this movie on netflix i don't know if you heard of it and i was like what is it and she said jingle jangle and i was like are, are you kidding me? Of course I've heard of it. I've been talking about it for months now.
1: <laughs> what was her opinion and, on it?
0: She loved it. She, she, she thought the the music's great and uh, it even brought tears to her eyes. But <laughs> my mom has also been telling me she's been crying out a lot of things. So, you know. Interesting. I, I don't know what, what that means. Yeah. So, Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey. <laughs> and what a journey it is, Dave. Before we start talking about the movie, just one more thing: w- What are your feelings on Christmas movies and Christmas stuff? Are you gung ho about it? Do you appreciate this kind of stuff?
1: Um, I I love Christmas movies, but I'm not like the kind of person that every year I have to turn on Die Hard on the, the second Thanksgiving dinner is over. Or I'm not a traditional um, viewer, so like I have my my. Top tier Christmas movies, but I don't watch them every year because I think it kind of kills the the joy.
0: Yeah. I I feel like I'm I'm more likely to put on an old Simpsons episode. Okay. uh, From around the Christmas time. Like, I was just watching actually Mr. Plow before we hopped on, and you just forget how many little jokes. Is that 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 an outright Christmas episode? Isn't that just a winter episode? It's not. It's just winter. Well, there are plenty of great (laughs) Uh, Simpsons
1: Christmas episodes, too.
0: Yeah. I, I just couldn't find it in the search, but. Yeah, I, I like Christmas stuff, but I'm I'm on the same wavelength as you, Dave. I'm not actively like seeking it out or, or doing that. Although this year I've been a little bit more. But "Jingle Jangle" is a, it's it's something that's a it's a breath of fresh air in terms of holiday cheer in my life that I don't usually get to see.
1: <laughs> it is very cheerful. It is does it barely lets up on the cheer. mm mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh. So we want to get started talking about this movie. Absolutely. So. This is a movie that's bookended. It, it, it starts with a, a grandma telling stories to her kids around the Christmas tree, mm-hmm. and there's a story that the kids kids haven't told haven't been told yet.
1: And the book looks like the coolest thing. It's got gears in it. Oh yeah, it's moving. <laughs> it's it's grinding. It's you know, click clacking, steampunking.
0: It's funny, because the kids are like, you never read us this book. And it's like, where was this book the whole time? Even if you didn't read it, you'd find it on the shelf and be like, what is this? Yeah, if you're
1: a kid, a pop-up book makes you go crazy, let alone one that has moving gears. Yeah. And apparently it has to do with family.
0: (laughs) Right. Uh, So... She goes into to telling the story, and it, it's hard to place where or when this story takes place. It's like the steampunk adjacent eighteen hundreds. Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: the the era in, in technology does not advance in what like four generations, if we're to believe that uh, this book is being read to the grandchildren of the girl in mm-hmm. the story. <laughs> that there was some confusion yeah, there for sure. <laughs>
0: We're, we're, I don't think we're supposed to to think that deeply about it. I think that's the problem um,
1: with us doing this kind of podcast about it. Is I feel like compelled to think a little, put a little more into it.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I, I go with it. Like it all kind of hangs together in its own internal logic. Like I buy into this whole setting and everything. Oh okay,
1: you, you definitely call it quits on trying to, to find reason and just sort of strap in for the ride. Yeah, which is so, Geronicus mm-hmm. <laughs> Jangle. <laughs>
0: where does that name Jeronicus come come from like is there any basis for what that is stemming from like a real word or anything
1: I feel like a lot of this movie is just sort of just throwing it at the wall and seeing what sticks
0: well I mean before we get into the rest of the movie just you know some background into the making of this movie it comes from David E. Talbert he he wrote and, and directed the movie he, uh, he pitched the movie to Netflix the concept and then they bought the idea and then he just wrote the script within a two year time frame mm-hmm. and that that's what we got here. Um his last uh his last two movies that he directed were El Camino Christmas starring Tim Allen. Uh, that came in 2017 and then Almost Christmas starring Danny Glover in 2016. So he he's he's a bit That's of a, a big, an old uh, hand at Christmas. Big leap movies.
1: though because I can only assume whatever Tim Allen Christmas is not so visually stunning. Uh, this movie was uh, very pretty.
0: Yeah, I mean this guy is a, is a mostly known as a playwright and his first actual feature film was First Sunday, starring Cat Williams, Ice Cube, and Tracy Morgan. Uh, wow, okay. Yeah, th- this guy has uh, he has some pedigree um, in terms of, of writing and everything. So I think even a musical for him is a leap, but everything about this movie looks super professional in terms of the set. Oh, yeah, I I was the, shocked
1: that this was not a movie that was intended for a theater, like a theatrical release, because it is very... This on a big screen they the halls. would be...
0: Whew, Oh and the sound too, yeah. with all the music and all the dancing, yeah um, but yeah, and, that, and that's the kind of funny thing is as much as the story seems kind of thrown together, nothing about the actual production seems thrown together at all. It seems well planned out mm-hmm. so all the more reason where does the name Geronicus come from? I don't know
1: yeah it, it seems and this is a very urban movie, so so uh, take this for as I'm saying it, it seems like mm-hmm. a a young hip black person going like, what's the, a weird, old, white-sounding name? It's like, oh, Jeronicus.
0: I, I, I just think of Jurassic when I hear that, that word.
1: Well, okay. <laughs> well, maybe that they're trying to make why, you feel like a, he's old, which for most of the movie he is in an age, in grandfather age. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, well, the movie starts in the bit of a a flashback where we see a a young uh, Dronicus who's a father Mm -hmm. with his wife and uh, he just had an invention invention. he just had a breakthrough
1: yeah well we see his shop, which is again another scene that would be so cool in the theaters it's sort of like a Harry Potter-esque Weasley's store of tricks there's like things going around everywhere and he's like giving away toys left and right
0: this is a movie that like you almost think it would have been in 3D if it was in a theater, because oh, like, yeah, it has definitely. things appear like being thrown at the screen. Yeah. Um,
1: but we we, but, we see this package show up, and it's the final ingredient,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it's like a package within a package within a package, labeled the final ingredient.
0: And even before he even gets to to put it in there, he has to sing a song, letting everyone know that he's he's got it. This is it. <laughs> this yeah, is all this happening. Is, and the the town joins in everyone's having a good time in,
1: include well not including Gustafson, his yeah his apprentice
0: his right who's just busy has, hassling and working all the time and, and
1: he's just trying to build a top that flies Fli- basically just a,
0: a like a drone essentially he's trying like to like a make. little <laughs> knickknack
1: that goes and just flies but it doesn't he can't get it right mm-hmm. and he keeps asking Geronicus for help
0: yeah, and Andronicus is like, just give me a second. I got this big thing about to happen here. And, and what is the big thing that he creates, Dave?
1: Is it, it Don Juan? The Don Juan doll.
0: <laughs> it is Don Juan uh Diego, I think the the full name. It it's uh Don Juan Diego, yes. <laughs> and and um, this
1: is just a, a a being. He creates life. This is no toy. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, it's like a small soldier, essentially. It's very self-aware of its existence. When when Jeronica says we'll make more of you, he's like more like me, <laughs> like a whole toy line. And then he has like a self, like an existential crisis all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, he's been alive for all of three minutes, not even.
0: And that's where I started to think. Like I know this is aimed at children, but these are like heavy themes. Where if I was a kid and I had to like think about this for a second, my mind would just start to like, I'd fall off a treadmill in my mind. Like the the hamster would fall off the wheel. I'd be like, wait, what is this like? <laughs> Thoughts about life and everything. And not not for to a mention second.
1: that um, Don Juan is one of the most visually appealing parts of this entire movie, and you want to oh, you want to make him turn heel in 15 seconds. It seemed like uh, it could. They could have had another scene or two of of building this sort of. Fear. I guess.
0: it's a two-hour movie, so it's like a, where do you where do you work it? Just in there? two
1: hours. This movie was way too long.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we need more more Don Juan Diego building up, a less something else. Less curmudgeon uh,
1: Geronicus.
0: And we should note that Don Juan Diego is voiced by Ricky Martin. Uh, and
1: visually, props! So cool. Like whenever they showed his side profile and you saw the gears turning in his head, it was so so well done.
0: Yeah, but I think Don. I think Ricky Martin actually does a good job of voicing Ricky his Martin character. Is awesome. Like, yeah, he, like, he's credibly like a toy, like, you know, with the Spanish fire and everything. Like, I, I bought in, and I was actually listening to an interview with Ricky Martin about this movie just to do my research. And they asked him, what have you been up to in quarantine? He's like, I've been working on this movie. And it's like, wait, is Ricky Martin just been, spent, like, months <laughs> reading lines for this this movie? He doesn't even get to sing, really. He has, like, one mini number. And he's also only in, like, five scenes. <laughs> He's spending quarantine doing it. I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the movie
1: <laughs> I, business is more difficult than we think, apparently.
0: I, I would have loved to hear, hear him sing a little bit. Uh, even if they had, had a reference to, uh, what is it, She Bangs or something, you know, shake bond behind yeah, this. Yeah, a
1: little vi- living La Vida Loca in here.
0: Come on. I, I, I'm there for that. Uh, but hats off to Ricky Martin. He, he comes through in this, this one. And uh, Yeah, so the the toys left alone as Drunkus goes off to celebrate. And who walks in the room and, and sees this little toy?
1: Oh, Gusterson. Yeah. Another name that's not very. Um, it 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 doesn't roll off the tongue. Gusterson.
0: No, it's like he took na- letters out of a Scrabble bag, I, <laughs> and I, then just arranged. them. I
1: really think that he he found he thought of like what's the nerdiest whitest names I can think of that might be might be like a hundred years old, Geronicus and Gusterson.
0: Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, no, they're just off-kilter names. I don't even think it has to do with a w- white name or anything like that. It's just, you know, off-kilter names. Uh, so, anyways, though, yeah, the toy gets in his ear and says, we got something here, you know. You don't need to f- make that little gizmo you're making. We got all we need right here.
1: And he says, wait, that and would be stealing, dude. That would be stealing.
0: And Don Juan Diego's like, yeah, and so. borrowing Come indefinitely. On. Exactly. And uh, then we w- learn the tragic fate of Dronicus. Uh, he returns and he finds immediately that everything is missing.
1: Yeah. And even though in the small town, he he's can't track down his, his old partner. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's like, A I mean, family who else had access to take it, Dronicus? <laughs> yeah. It, it really wouldn't be that hard to, to figure this one out. Um, Not to
1: mention, uh, Geronica seems smart enough to like have, not necessarily patents, but have some kind of trademark on his his work.
0: They literally show him operating magic uh, before like all his blueprints are. are oh being yeah, he's,
1: he's he's like uh like Zach Galifianakis in The Hangover with the math equations going through his head.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um. Anyway, though yeah, he falls on some uh, hard times. Uh, his his wife passes away, as we hear over narration. Mm-hmm. And then he eventually tells his daughter to, to leave him because he's just a, a miserable mess of a man.
1: Yeah, and and Gust- Gustafson, with the help of Don Juan, takes all of his I- ideas and mm-hmm. makes them and becomes basically the Willy Wonka of toy making,
0: visually and yeah, like, literally. Yeah, he's like the richest person in the world. He, he turns into Mike, uh, Keegan-Michael Key. Yeah. And
1: Geronicus uh, turns into uh Saga from Rogue One.
0: <laughs> he also like loses a few Because, like did, did you notice that like the first guy who was Jeronicus, is he's gotta be like at least six foot five. And then like Forrest Whitaker maybe six feet, six feet one, I don't know. I think he
1: might be six three. I could give Whitaker okay. six three.
0: It's it's his hair is doing a lot of work, uh to to give him the, the Oh, height, and I his think, beard too. For sure. Um and this is uh, a
1: force would
0: occur six two. Okay. Okay. So, so not that much, but we learned that he va- vowed to never uh, invent again. Uh, just be- or or he he's just in- he's got a mental block, uh, so he can't just recreate what he had mm-hmm. since everything was taken from him. And uh, this has led to uh, hard times for him.
1: Yeah, and this is sort of the first fast forward, or this sort. So we go from telling the story to the sort of exposition of what the the conflict is going to be to Mm -hmm. a generation later, Geronicus is now Forrest Whitaker and Mm -hmm. he is now a pawnbroker of sorts in his magical shop in the center of town where this entire Mm -hmm. thriving community that once sang and danced with him has now basically allowed for him to descend into this sort of curmudgeon lifestyle.
0: Yeah, he just fixes things for people, and you just gotta wonder what the rent is on a building that is like essentially in the center of town. There, yeah. <laughs> Which well, I mean, there's I one mean,
1: person you can ask.
0: Yeah, I you mean, mean it, so he,
1: he knows his name is Mister Delacroix,
0: <laughs> <laughs> aka Hugh Bonneville. Uh, he bursts in during a number where uh, the the mail lady is coming to deliver mail to uh to Geronicus, and she, in this movie, shoots her shot every single scene that she appears in. In more ways than one. <laughs> with, where, again, I know this movie's for kids, but I was like, oh, man, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe I forget this stuff when, uh, this is probably movies when we we're kids, too, but there is, people are, like, horny in this movie. Like, they are, like, ready to go, and this woman well, not does really not many, hide at just, all. She,
1: just her.
0: <laughs> and, and another uh, person we'll talk about soon enough, but. She is all over Geronicus mm-hmm. <laughs> and singing a song about it too, all around his shop. So much so that when Delacroix uh walks in, she has got her body on Geronicus and Hugh throws a heater for his intro line. Did you write it down, Dave?
1: No, I did not.
0: So Hugh Bonneville walks in. We don't even know who he is. He just looks at this woman with her body thrown on on Geronicus and he says uh, I suppose when times are tough, one will sell, sell just about anything. And I was like, well, this is a kid's movie? Oh, Hugh. That is, oh, Delacroix. <laughs> that, yeah. Uh man. They, they, that's a good introduction for, for Hugh Bonneville. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he is rocking some serious mutton chops. Oh,
1: yeah. they They glued those things on his
0: face. <laughs> they are thick. And he's got this mustache... He, he looks he's like he's more time ball. in the
1: makeup chair than he does on screen.
0: <laughs> That's p- probably true. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they filmed both of his scenes in, in a single day. Um. But we we learn you know what the driving force of the movie is is that he's been looking for something sensational, something stupendous. Uh, and Dronicus uh, is like, I need more time, and and he was like, Well, you don't have time. We're gonna close up shop if you don't have anything by Christmas.
1: Yeah. Because everyone wants to go to work on Christmas and, and evict a man on Christmas.
0: Yeah, I know, right? And it's a weird thing, too, where he, he keeps saying, like, my old friend. He refers to Drunkus a couple times as, like, my dear friend and stuff. And it's like, what kind of friend? I understand he's three months late on bill payment, but comes knocking on Christmas Day <laughs> to shut you down. That That's not a friend. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a twinkle in his eye when he says it. He, he honestly means he's a friend. <laughs>
1: I think he wants the best, but he knows that it's, you know... It's not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, good intentions can only go so far for old old Delacroix.
0: <laughs> Where is Hugh Bonneville coming from with that name? Is he Frenchman he or definitely what? definitely doesn't is
1: he? act French. No, he's just Hugh Bonneville. But then just again, like, Whitaker's not acting British.
0: <laughs> no. I, that was one thing I was very relieved about in this movie was Forrest Whitaker not putting on an accent which is something he does all too often in all his movies to try and make his characters a little bit different. He talks with some kind of unintelligible accent, and he doesn't need to do that. And thank God this movie, he's just talking straight. I I think he's a a
1: charming man, I think, when he's just sort of being Forrest Whitaker. Oh.
0: I mean, this is the same guy who directed Hope Floats with Sandra Bullock. He directed Waiting to Excel with with Whitney Houston and First Daughter with Katie Holmes. I mean, he's a good guy, Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker. He's a a nice gentleman. Yeah, he directed that I didn't
1: know that. I didn't know he was a director.
0: Yeah, he hasn't directed in in sixteen years, but yeah.
1: Wow. Good. Well, good for him.
0: Yeah. Uh, and he's an Oscar winner. I mean, the the guy's got it made, except when he's in Star Wars, voicing a character that we can't understand when he speaks.
1: <laughs> Correct.
0: Um, he is Ghost Dog. He he he's he's great. Uh. So, anyways, though. We cut to another area where someone's coming to visit him, right, Dave?
1: Yeah, his, uh, his granddaughter.
0: Mm-hmm. Journey. <laughs> these names. Uh, it only just came to me that the subtitle for this movie is A Christmas Journey. Is she literally the Christmas Journey? <laughs>
1: yeah, yes. Indubitably, right. she uh, is.
0: Yeah. What did you think of the parenting going on here, Dave?
1: seems very negligent.
0: Yeah. It seems so you like. Have there's, the estranged- there, yeah.
1: Geronicus and his daughter have not communicated in like 20 years. And the daughter's mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to send my kid to be with you because she yeah. has, she's an inquisitive mind and she doesn't like sports. And, you know, you'll be fine. And I'll be there on Christmas to get her.
0: Mm hmm. And, uh,. Yeah, so he, she sends the girl off pretty much by herself <laughs> to go knock on his door,
1: and he's like, "No, nah, I'm good."
0: Yeah, no, Dranakis uh, wants nothing to do with her. Just <laughs> like, no, no, it, it, it's very cold. The uh, you know to your own family to be like that.
1: Yeah, and then um, I mean, she kind he, he kind of has to for- let her stay, but he makes her do chores.
0: He says children are a, a creative vacuum, you know. Oh boy. Uh, but, I mean, he can't get rid of her because she signed a contract to work with him. Yeah. <laughs> so somehow, some way, that that happened. Uh, so that is a journey with him. And I think she sings like, even a song maybe to l- let everyone know she's there.
1: <laughs> Honestly, and I did enjoy the music, but I don't remember the music like three days later.
0: <laughs> I don't remember when it happens. I, 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 but I remember the music. I I I like the music actually a lot in this movie. It was, I thought it was fantastic. It was
1: very. Um, one thing I will say about this movie is, for a Christmas movie, it's not very Christmassy. Yeah. There was nothing in the music that was like this is going to go on my holiday playlist. Zero songs from Jingle Jangle will go on my Christmas playlist.
0: But I could see it being a thing where people throw on every year because it's like a you know a jukebox of, of decent tunes and it, it's Christmasy enough the the movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, the, I mean, we'll we'll. we'll talk about that more as we go but it, it is for a Christmas movie where Christmas is the sort of culmination of the story mm-hmm. not all of it is very um, Christmasy. there's not like a tree there's not ornaments there's not gifts There's only the only gift is the one to Gustafson in the beginning yeah. it's just very much a movie that Christmas is a l- linchpin in the, the narrative but that's it which is kind of good around Christmas it's, tell me a story about family
0: yeah, I mean, you think of like the Nutcracker. It's not quote-unquote Christmas, but it's just a good story around that season, you know, that, you know, same kind of deal here, you know? Yeah,
1: so this is as good as the Nutcracker.
0: Sure, I mean, I, 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 I think there's a lot of bona fides here. You just give it some time, you know? Uh, but uh, anyways, so we, we get to see Gastafoam. Hmm? Uh, he, he's fresh out of stealing ideas. It just happens this year. He, he just doesn't know what to make. He, he's
1: finished the book
0: Mm -hmm. so he's trying to work through his original idea which is that flying gizmo thing
1: yeah so 30 years later or whatever however many years later and an army of underlings working under him producing Mm -hmm. his toys he couldn't just have his like number one engineer find this missing piece and do it for him
0: by the way this is also like 40 minutes into the movie that we're getting to this point it is a long
1: it is way too long considering
0: a lot of good songs get in there. Um, but yeah, we get a, a musical introduction to Gastafone, which Gustafson? concludes... Gustafson? yeah. It, it concludes with the, the robot flying into a man's face and frying oh, his yeah, face geez. as the man cries in pain. This is for children, again. <laughs> I, I, I kept questioning, like, who is it? I mean, I understand it's a children's movie, and for the most part, I could show it to a kid, but even then, I was like have to be like eight or nine at least I think yeah I think you, know?
1: you need if if it's a kid that's like curious about musicals like especially with Hamilton and in the Zeitgeist right now I feel like this is a perfect mm-hmm. year for Jingle Jangle
0: yeah with the hip-hop and, and the singing and stuff Um, but Don Juan Diego has an idea there that there's there's one more thing left to steal probably
1: oh yeah the greatest invention mm-hmm. the thing that old Geronicus was working af- on after all of this stuff went down with uh, with him and Gustafson, with the
0: doll I mean it is a good idea like you think the guy just completely ran out of ideas after you know you took everything I mean yeah sure he's got to have more you can see <laughs> sure. Um. so we f- soon find out what that is because Journey is uh, upstairs in the attic looking around and what does she happen to find Dave
1: another robot
0: Yeah, I mean, not not only
1: what does she find, who else does she find? Edison.
0: Yes, there's a boy who's been up there in the attic apparently the whole time.
1: Now, how do do you think this must make Journey feel? And let alone Journey's mom when she Mm -hmm. arrives. It's like, oh, you've had like a 10-year-old who's been your apprentice for a year. And this reluctant apprentice that you sort of keep around. Like, what the heck? You wouldn't be a mother. It wouldn't be a father to me but you'll let this little nerd boy wander around your shop.
0: I, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like how little that character is in the movie with Geronicus. You almost wonder if he was added in reshoots to have someone, Another for the kid. little girl to bounce off. Well, of. He does have that yeah, one
1: scene he's, where he's sort of being a pest and he's like working around Geronicus, and Geronicus is like, I'm not an inventor. It seems like this whole town just wants Geronicus to be Jeronicus, mm-hmm. but he doesn't yeah. want to be him. And he, to the point where he's almost like a legend. That Edison,
0: Geronicus Rex. Yeah,
1: Edison would be like he went extinct. Yeah, he, he did. Edison would be all about getting Geronicus back because, like, it's he's a legend. It's like my dad told me about the toys and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Not to mention there would be some sort of real world like connection. Like as people played with the Gustafson and toys, they would be like, "Oh yeah, well he was Geronicus Jangle's apprentice. <laughs> now look at him." Now, yeah,
0: he was. He was the little Jangle.
1: Yeah, yeah. now but, he's, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so Edison is also there. And this this robot named, is it Buddy?
0: Buddy 3000.
1: This was lazy. This know, was
0: lazy. <laughs> I mean, it's it funny. Of all the names you come up with, and then for the, the toy robot, that's the crux of the movie. You just come up with, with Buddy. But it's also like the...
1: I don't know. I, I feel like Buddy is where this movie fell apart for me. The robot? I didn't... The robot was dumb. It was... Co- I mean... The Don the one robot is cool and looks interesting. Yeah. And Buddy looks mm-hmm. like a like a like Ratchet and Clank character or something like that or like the bad well, robot. It looks like one,
0: Wally, though. a faster Wally. Yeah, basically you know, you can fly around real quick. Um, but I do like I, I don't know I I didn't mind it. It's like a play on E.T. The kids freak out at seeing the robot and the robots there like or it's like short circuit almost. And but I guess we yeah we see that what the, the
1: robot does is it makes them fly.
0: Yeah, he, he not only can the robot talk, but it's like bum- and fly itself. It, it, it makes kids fly, and it's
1: like Bumblebee, where it like doesn't really talk; it just kind of sometimes
0: repeats, repeats. what you say.
1: So this dude made created life. He made a mm. AI in yeah. in Don Juan, and then it somehow couldn't duplicate that with his own brain. So it took him all these years, and he made this well, one thing that couldn't talk, but could make people. fly. Fly?
0: You just gotta believe, man. As they, uh, thats the the secret—is you know. Um, Geron- but uh, I mean, Gaspard sees through a telescope that this is going on, and, and that's where he sees like I gotta steal this thing.
1: Yeah. So he goes but, and he tries to talk to Journey in the the street after mm-hmm. after um, old Jerry Geronicus says you gotta stop messing with Buddy.
0: Yeah. I mean, before we get ahead of ourselves, Dave, there, there's a couple things before they meet the robot for a second. Journey sings a song, The Square Root of Impossible is Me, which the rest of the movie goes to show it, she, is not, she is not the square root of impossible. It's, it's everyone else and, and this robot and everything else. She's, but we get that whole tune. It's got a memorable hook. And we also get young Edison saying when the robot shows up, I don't want to die. I haven't even hit puberty. Well, <laughs> I, again, I, I don't know why this kid wants to hit puberty so bad. Is, is this like,
1: joke going to hit with the, the 12-year-old? Yeah, I don't know who
0: it's hitting for. Like, what kid Did says, like, I want to hit puberty? No, I was just scratching my head. I was like, what does that mean? Like, like you you want your voice to drop? I, I don't get it. <laughs> he wants to be
1: as cool as the uh, disheveled Geronicus.
0: Yeah, I, 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 it was a, just a head-scratcher of a line and just made me wonder, who is this movie pitched towards in, in some ways? That, that was my same reaction. Just, I've always had this way about movies, just going back to when I saw, I think, Shrek. This is something that actually really happened to me when I was 13 and I saw Shrek for the first time. It crossed my mind was I don't know who Shrek was pitched towards because I was I feel like we're at the age where it's just like I'm too old for half of those jokes. The other half of those jokes went over my head. Mm-hmm. And it was just like the movie just landed with like a thud. When you're 13 seeing Shrek. Shrek or the currently yeah. seeing Shrek. No, when I was 13. And and I feel like this would be the same way for a lot of kids where like either it goes way over their head or it just lands with a thud, <laughs> you know, so, some of these jokes. Yeah. Anyways, enough enough about Shrek. Uh, Miss Johnson is uh, is back again though. She is indeed. She got mistletoe in hand too. And a new truck, right? Yeah, she got a new truck.
1: Now th- this is where, like, I, I took very vague notes because I was trying to like soak this movie in. Yeah. Well, a snowball fight Yeah, happens. the snowball fight happens, which is where we start to see Jer- Jeronicus soften to journey, and, mm-hmm. and he sort of lets Miss Johnson. Does he kiss Miss Johnson?
0: No, not yet. No. The, 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 they, got, they make you wait for that. Oh, um, yeah, that's after, after the, the... Well, they're, they're about to kiss, but then the, the snowball hits them. Mm-hmm. And then Jeronicus does some quick math. He literally sketches math on a window <laughs> and then throws a snowball so far off the mark that journey is laughing at her at him, and then it hits her in the back of the head. And journey also math.
1: does the math where she takes four snowballs and throws them and they all go, ba 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 and hit. These people should I be mean, doing a, a lot more than making toys. These I are really minds <laughs> They seem
0: like they're capable of impossible things. Um, and I like that the music in this scene kind of changes up. It's like gets dance hall for a second. <laughs> like it really, like it gets very specific with it. The, it's genre. And, um, it evolves into essentially a grown man pelting children with snowballs. Jeronicus keeps throwing snowballs at these little children.
1: <laughs> he just kills them and concusses them with his <laughs> fastballs.
0: I mean, he gets so carried away, he hits a copper. You know, like a, a a cop in the street gets hit by a snowball. And, the and He goes, whoop. Well, well, yeah, you see Dronicus put his like, hands up as if he's like, ready to get arrested. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, taking serious turns when you don't have to. Okay. Yeah. So Johannes gets arrested for a second. We don't really see all that, but it, yeah. And then, anyways, and then Buddy gets yeah. stolen. Gustavon gets him, and uh, yeah, he, he just absconds with the robot, and then he's off to give a presentation.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and Gustavon, he, he's giving a presentation. And he said he's promising it'll be because this is their annual presentation of toys where he wins like toy of the year maker or toy maker of the year usually. And the toy doesn't do anything. The Buddy Three Thousand just sits there. And somehow the kids know that he took it because the girl just knows and instinctively because of their conversation that he's got to be the one who has the toy. Yeah, so
1: they so Gustafson's like so livid. He's like, throw this buddy and the the destroyer the burner you know like light it up
0: which by the way there's like a huge factory set that they show here like with like the huge gears churning mm-hmm. turning and everything and the, and the like man they've spent money on this movie um, but yeah the, the the kids go there because they try to convince Adronicus Jer- to help and drunk is like no it's not him I don't want anything to do with this and journey and Edison are like we're, journey pretty much convinces Edison to, like, come, we got to do this. And they start a factory fire uh, when they get in there. Yeah, yeah. Pretty quickly.
1: But they get Buddy. And mm-hmm. then we see a... Uh, Jeronicus uh, basically set his granddaughter up to die.
0: Yeah, I mean, so a little bit of their spirit is able to awaken Buddy and, and help them get out of there. So, yeah, uh, he puts through the brakes. a pipe.
1: But Jeronicus is like, you need to move at this angle, at this speed
0: to get through a spinning fan that would literally cut them or kill them up, You know, like it would be <laughs> great if like Edison them.
1: didn't make it, but journey did. And Jeronicus I mean, was like, I have to choose.
0: It's kind of crazy how much they, they, they cut it close here. I, I was like, man, you're really putting the kids in, in jeopardy yeah, here. This was the factory style. behind them. As
1: soon as that thing started going down the tubes, I was, I was like, Oh my goodness. I didn't expect this to uh, tunnel race.
0: Yeah, so flames are chasing them, and then a fan is spinning at the same time that they have to get through. And thank God that Dronicus gave them the right exact uh, numbers of uh, speed to, to get through there. Uh, and the other thing, too, that, uh, that we're quickly reminded is that we just got to believe. Mm-hmm. You know, just got to believe <laughs> that you'll get through this. And, and Buddy has his arm stretched out to help them and everything. I started to feel uh, like, remember, <laughs> like, Paul Rapper the Rapper? I don't know oh, if you remember yeah, that game. Of <laughs> All they say in that game at like twenty times over. Is just you gotta believe. You just gotta believe. And I just kept thinking that because they say that so many times. You just gotta believe. Um, and they they get through the windmill. They 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 survive it just by the nick of a hair while flames explode behind them. And even Dracius is just standing there as the kids are coming out and gets blown away by the fire as well.
1: Yeah, and and um, Edison almost almost hits a wall.
0: Yeah they 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 just make it out of there alive intact with with the robot and it, and miss johnson was the one who delivered them there in in the truck and uh or at least yeah i think Jeronic is there and she's just ready to to you know hug Dronicus and, and be so glad that everyone's safe and stuff you know Mhm I think that that's where where she kisses him cuz she's happy to see that he survived Yeah and Following this too, I don't know if you took notice, Dave, but this is where I thought it was strange that, you know, the boy had already made the comment about worrying about puberty, but he's like crushing on journey where he's like, I'm so glad you made it. Oh, he's, I, yeah. I, he's, I'm like, he's, I'm, he's happy.
1: Edison is doing yeah, he, Edison's he, doing the Lord's work. He's trying his hardest.
0: Yeah. He, he is smitten with this girl and she's, you know, tells him to have a good night and he's so happy. He runs away off screen. He runs around the corner and then you just hear this huge crash boom that sounds almost like a car hit him. But no, I don't know. But did you hear that? He's did just you in see, a good mood. Make, but did you make note of like how loud the sound is that he makes when he crashes off screen? When I did not away take note of that. <laughs> no. You could literally assume he got hit by a car by running around the corner of a street, not ch- looking both ways. Um, But yeah, this is definitely where Dronicus and, and Johnson kiss because she puts the mistletoe over his head and then they... They do it, just a kiss. Uh, but who comes back, Dave? Someone, someone comes back to visit Dronikus. His daughter. Uh huh. She's thought about him every day.
1: And d- yeah, and and he says, "I thought about you too." And she goes, "Oh, really?" And and mm-hmm. he says, "Yeah." And it's a, it's a sweet scene. It is a sweet scene, and he opens up this this uh, cabinet full of letters that he wanted to send her but he just couldn't bring himself to do it
0: yeah he he just something just stopped with him you know as soon as the the wife left and everything so I thought it was a really good well-acted scene you know? that
1: was Jessica the daughter
0: journey oh well, journey's his, his the actual, granddaughter his, yeah his actual daughter is Jessica
1: oh I'm looking her up on IMDB she's from Bloomfield Connecticut
0: She's the princess
1: and the yeah, princess she's and the Tiana, frog. Very, she was a great in her sequences that she was in.
0: Oh, yeah. She can she can legit sing. She was in Dreamgirls. She was good in that, too. Um, yeah, I mean, they got a stacked cast for this movie. I mean, Felicia Rashad, Rashad we even mentioned that. You know, Miss Cosby is is the grandma telling the story. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they spent the money. Um,
1: I mean, they got Hugh for 45 seconds.
0: They got Ricky Martin as a voice only. Uh Anyway, uh, Gustafon shows up again because he wants the toy back. He sees that, like, you know, there's something he missed there before that they they unlocked. Mm-hmm. He goes to confront them, and uh, the police he brings the police with him. and this is where things go 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 sideways for for Gus, our our buddy Gus.
1: Yeah, they just spin it on him. hmm And he gets arrested. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because he says, because uh, the girl says, oh, he stole all the, inv- uh, the inventions from Dronicus And he's like, no, I have all the blueprints. There's no way that you can prove that, you know, I didn't make them. And she's like, yes, I can. Look at, so I get a UV light. And then they show Dronicus name. And then it shows all kinds of stains all over the, the shop, too, <laughs> and everything.
1: Dronicus has been alone and- for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it.
0: Um, so reveal Manifico that King of Michael Key was stealing the whole time and now he's going to get arrested.
1: Yeah, and on his way out the door, Geronicus goes, hey man, I got something for you. It was from that day. Mm-hmm. So 30 years, he kept this thing and it's the missing piece. Yeah,
0: he even kicks like some dust off the box and everything. Now, here's
1: my question in this moment because yeah. you know exactly what's in that box from the second mm-hmm. that you see Geronicus like, I've got something for you, Gustafson. Yeah. As a a mentor or a sort of apprentice to craftsman relationship if Geronicus gives Gustafson the missing piece assembled that's a that's poor leadership. He should teach Gustafson how what what is needed and allow Gustafson mm-hmm. to do it on his own but instead what?
0: he just I mean I'm sure it if Gus had stuck around, I'm sure that would have followed afterwards, you know, where he'd ask him, how did you make this? Well, he, But he didn't stick <laughs> around, though. I I thought it was a, a bit of a, a you know, a heartbreaking moment a, a little bit. You know, it's kind of sad that, like, what of what could have been, you know, if he had just stuck oh, around. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. But then again, you also – we also realized throughout the course of this movie that Gustafson – he probably wouldn't have been much anyway, because left to his own devices for thirty years, he just uses Geronicus's mm-hmm. ideas.
0: Yeah, that's true, and and Don Juan Diego's idea ideas yeah, too. Yeah, he's
1: he's not know. an independent thinker, which is also not a great by, look.
0: But by the way, weren't you all a little weirded out too that like the police are perfectly okay with this little talking toy with Don Juan Diego like talking to them? Oh, in in slapping them and stuff like that. It's like okay, all, what, what world we, we live in. We also okay. don't
1: talk about the wildest thing that happens. Jeronica just turns off Don Juan.
0: Yeah, he just opens. He essentially kills him. Like just,
1: this is effectively uh, the Don Juan doll is like a thirty-year-old man. It has lived yeah. for thirty years.
0: Right. And he just and goes, and He says like, well, you know, reprogram him, but you're essentially killing him. <laughs> oh man, that was that was, was nuts. A bit- <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> W- weren't you waiting for him like to hit the switch back on and like he just comes back to life and is like kind of oh, like they a good just, toy again? No, he just, just
1: gets rigor mortis. He just like st- locks up and then falls, and that's that's it.
0: Kind of dark. kind of dark. Like, very much so ed- dark. Yeah, there's edges to this movie where I was just not prepared for them. You know, I have no
1: way. I was not ready for that at all.
0: Yeah. Well, he was back. De la Croix is he back. It's
1: like a time to collect, baby. I'm here for. For my money.
0: <laughs> yeah. W- w- show me something revolutionary. Show me what you got. Show me. And then... And it's a freaking flying robot.
1: <laughs> and it's not just a flying robot. It's a robot that'll make you fly if you believe in it.
0: And he says, by Jove, Jeronicus, you've done it. And then and then he says, by golly, I can kiss you. And then he does. He plants around Jeronicus's face.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> Oscar nom, baby. Best supporting actor. He says... <laughs>
0: The the bank will give you whatever you need for the rest of your life. Like man, that that's a friend, all right.
1: <laughs> what a flex from
0: from Hugh. How much do you think he got paid for this?
1: Twenty grand.
0: Fifty. He's got to get. I I mean I don't know what his rate is, but for a movie where Netflix clearly like yeah had, they they blank just, check. Yeah, blank check. So fifty grand easy probably for Hugh. Probably.
1: I'd hope. I mean, for what two days of work and some press. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And then they're all kind of flying around at the end because that's what the robot does. And then that, that's kind of what the end of the movie and is. And then but, we flash oh. forward
1: again mm-hmm. to yeah. um the – so this is old journey, correct? That's what we're supposed to believe.
0: I don't know who it's supposed to be because we see Journey in the window, right? Oh, no, it is Journey. It is because uh, it's Grandmother Journey in the credits. So, yeah, it is old Journey.
1: So, it's Journey and Journey's two grandkids. And they're like, oh, and by the way, this is all the story of your grandfather. And we're going to his shop right now. And it sort of appears. So, are they on like some kind of space station?
0: <laughs> no, I think I think they're on the where they are. But, but it then is they're looking odd out the window they... like, we didn't know
1: that that was there. And then they and, – and Buddy comes out. And buddies like, yeah. they're like, oh, this is the thing. As if that hadn't been in their lives, their entire
0: lives. Right. For the, the 10 years or whatever that they are, like nothing about those toys or anything was everything. No,
1: not to mention technology is not advanced to the point that they would be. That would be like if somebody brought out like a, a toy from the 80s, like a Teddy ruck been in front of us mm-hmm. in like 2000 and been like well, check this out. We would have been like, oh, right, yeah. okay.
0: And? Uh, there's some holes. There, there's definitely some holes in the movie, but I, I think the music, I mean, that's that's the movie essentially. I think the music keeps it afloat. It keeps it buoyant and keeps it moving. The dancing is great. Oh, the dan- The dancing uh, and
1: choreography is top. I think that is the best thing. Oh, it's fantastic. I would say, so for good. me, the dancing, the the set design and the costumes, and then the music as far as like what hit in, the, in what order.
0: Yeah. I mean the The music was done by uh, John Legend and uh, I think Phil Lawrence of the Smeezingtons, so the the group that uh, mm-hmm. Bruno Mars works with all the time. And you hear it like this sounds that, like yeah, legit. You, like,
1: as soon as you said that, I said, okay, this makes sense.
0: Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I love the music. I mean, I'm I'm a old school John Legend fan. I don't really like his his new stuff, but like his first two albums. I remember when his first album came out refreshing all music December 28th, 2014 waiting for the review of his first album. I don't know why he was with Kanye at the time. I was a big Kanye fan. And I was like John Legend's the next thing, but I felt that here a little bit. I felt no. like a little bit coming back to his old soul type of music. and I really, really dug it. Um, But yeah, as you said, yeah. Dancing, production, music, it's it's all there on the screen.
1: Oh yeah. And here's my question. It, it, the whole, yeah. It's grandma journey. Is it Grandpa Edison?
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We don't really see him at Do you all. You know how many <laughs> like characters the-
1: just get cut at the end of the story that we don't we're not supposed to even be curious well, about in
0: the Well, that's what adds to my confusion of of whether he was added after the fact or not because we really only see Dronicus interact with Edison after he survives near death we see uh, him from in, the him in tunnel. The
1: beginning too. There's the one scene of the two of
0: them. Okay. Very briefly, Either way, so we don't but, get
1: any resolution with Geron- um, with Edison. What mm-hmm. happens to him? We don't get any resolution yeah. with the um, Miss Ms. Johnson and Geronicus. It's just an implied I'm sort I'm of sure. romance.
0: We how you did that, make, did that make ever make you uncomfortable watching this? Just living in the day and age that we are in now. A little bit. Where she she kept forcing herself on and telling them, uh, you know, like you're gonna want me, you want me. He's <laughs> like, I think he's just trying to say no, <laughs> but. Yeah, All right, keep, and, keep and I feel
1: like, uh, again, we don't see anything with, with the, Don, the Don Juan doll. It doesn't get any sort of, it just gets uh, turned right. off. He's also, yeah. also, as we see in the beginning, Jeronicus is a capitalist. He wants to make millions of Don Juan dolls. He says that every child yeah. is going to have one of these. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie, Buddy is still this novel thing. He would have made millions of Buddy dolls. Children
0: all over the world. How many kids believe?
1: Children all over the world have been flying. It would have changed the course of human history.
0: (laughs) Everyone just learns how to fly because of this toy. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Yeah. Well, those are good points, Dave. Um, One last thing before we get to our our power rankings for this movie. Uh, So the music for this movie was actually recorded... Before the movie itself was filmed, mm-hmm. so everyone is actually singing to their own vocal tracks and stuff, and hearing the music they played the music on set, and I felt like you notice that sometimes in the movie where it seems like people are completely off from what the actual vocals are, or they're not singing as hard as they are in the actual vocal track, which is I thought was odd. But
1: the the one song where it's uh, the honestly the only one really Geronicus heavy song where he's like working with Buddy, I thought that was the mm-hmm. best moment of the music. Yeah. Because that one felt kind of, I also didn't expect him to be as good of a singer as he was.
0: Forrest Whitaker is a man of many talents. I mean, now <laughs> I know. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so we want to do these rankings, Dave? Sure, absolutely. Okay, well, I'll, I'll start. Uh, and number three going down, I got Edison. Okay. Uh, he's just living in fear from half this movie, and then we don't even see what happens to him. Okay. <laughs> he lives in the attic when he has a home. Two apparently, you know, <laughs> that's true. Well, he what is what is this apprenticeship? Yeah, <laughs> he,
1: it's it's not a mutually agreed upon relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, number three, it's kind of a tie. It's uh, mm-hmm. Hugh Bonneville and us
0: because we didn't we, get we enough. Were of sold,
1: we were sold f- faulty goods.
0: I mean, that's that that's our own foolish <laughs> foolishness trying to chase a whale that may may have been too big for this whole thing. Yeah. Well, uh, number two, I got Gustafon.
1: Gustafson, Gustafson.
0: <laughs> Goose. Gustafson. It, I looked up on IMDb, Gustafson. Okay, it is. Yeah, there's a second S. It's Gustafson. Uh, he doesn't get away with the, with the the toy. He does. He gets put in jail. And he doesn't get it's, like, it's like a pretty...
1: redemption arc where where he doesn't get forgiven.
0: Well, I do appreciate the grace note though that he kind of realizes there in his ways when he shows the the. Toy or the the piece, gear that he was yeah. going to give him all those And Keegan Michael Key is very good.
1: You know, I think he he's, he is he's good. a good uh, acts well. He's a good children's like movie gets, bad like, guy.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like he almost gets underrated with how incredible Jordan Peele's like movie directing career is. You know, taken off and everything. But he's very much <laughs> as creative as him. You know, and and that pairing. Oh, of, he's uh, done a lot uh, of good Key for himself.
1: You know. Like he he is under underrated in the grand scheme of mm-hmm. pop culture.
0: Yeah. Who's number two, Dave?
1: I also have Gustafson at number two.
0: Okay. Well, number one is Don Juan Diego. You literally <laughs> get killed at the end of the movie. <laughs> it's turned
1: off. This game over, yeah. man.
0: <laughs> it's so sad. I mean, is that what happens in Small Soldiers, Dave? I never saw that one. Is that how that one wraps? Oh no,
1: you never seen. I don't know. Do you want me to spoil? Don't spoil it.
0: it? Oh, no, I'll watch. I'll watch it. Is that a Christmas movie?
1: No, not at all. um. I I forget. I forget. It might be. It's not snowy at the end. Okay.
0: But I'll check that out at some point.
1: I don't right, think they, so, they don't so power down Major Chip Hazard and Small Soldiers.
0: <laughs> okay. Because uh, he's fighting the Gorgons, right? The Gorgonites. <laughs> Gorgonites. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, Dave, who's going up for you?
1: I have uh, going up, I believe, it's Jessica, the mother, is it number okay. three. Okay. Because, you know, she comes in. Kind of repairs the damage. She goes out on a whim, sending her daughter to to her curmudgeon father's house, and it works out. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, number three, I got Journey, the little girl who uh, says that she's a square root of everything. Um, <laughs> You're gonna humble her. <laughs> yeah, she 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 uh she she helps save the day, uh, believing in the robot and stuff. She she makes things work out. So so good for her. She's got a new granddad she can hang out with and stuff. Okay.
1: Well on that note, Geronicus is my number two. Okay. Just because, you know, he's stubborn and he a lot of he, he winds up on top, but his journey could be a little more uh linear mm-hmm. and, and he could be a little more thoughtful as a man and less down in the dumps.
0: It's true. Thirty wasted years. Well at number two I got Mr. De La Croix. <laughs> Because it's Hugh Bonneville, baby, okay? And he comes in for whatever few minutes of the movie he's in and lights up the screen. I I, I loved every minute of this movie that he was in. So he loves the two minutes. Yeah, two or or three minutes. I'm sticking with three. And he is rich. He's got a toy that I can help make him fly. He's like
1: an investor that, that sees a huge return 30 years later.
0: Yeah. So all the more power to him.
1: Well, number one, I got Journey. Okay. She changes the game. She brings her grandfather back to life. She meets Edison. She brings mm-hmm. Buddy to life, and Buddy's around yeah. clearly for the rest of her life because Buddy's around with her grandkids.
0: It's true. I mean that 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 that's a good reason. Well, I, number one, I got Geronicus. <laughs> the man can literally make toys that make people fly. He makes a robot that can live for thirty years and talk. He, the guy's incredible, and the, sure, he had he had a a bad run of luck, but he's he's back on the straight and narrow path at the end. So. All the more power to him, you know? Sure. I hope. I wish him well. <laughs> so good you for you, Jeronicus. Be working for the
1: government or for the, the space program.
0: <laughs> I know, right? And good for you, Forrest Whitaker, too, man. Good, good, good role. I, I think this movie will absolutely make a lot of families happy. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No season. doubt. It's a crowd pleaser. It's it, it's good. Good fun. Yeah. And if, I don't if know we about it. I, I punch, say good clean yeah, fun. Yeah.
1: If, if we weren't <laughs> here to punch holes in it, we wouldn't. Like, it would just be something There's, that we'd probably either not watch or just enjoy and move on.
0: Yeah. I, I imagine parents are definitely gonna have to answer some questions after the movie, uh, that may come up from some of the stuff in it, but good 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 movie overall.
1: Yeah, definitely. Better than a Christmas star.
0: And I'm I just yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Not even close. Sorry, Rob James Collier. But I, I continue to be impressed by like Netflix's budget on movies because like there's some where they look like they're made in the studio but this legit looked more well produced than some of the recent Disney movies where, like even better than I thought like Mulan which looked very much like a lot of it was filmed on a set mm-hmm. whereas like this was filmed on a set but with intent behind it like everything just looked well like funded I I don't know
1: yeah, good set designers good um, good direction as far as using this that's where you can see the playwright in the director mm-hmm. he's using Absolutely. his space to his advantage
0: yeah so, that is a Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey. That's Indeed it, it is. <laughs> uh, Dave, has there been anything else you've been able to watch uh, recently?
1: Well, on your recommendation, I finally watched Bad Boys for Life. <laughs>
0: How'd you like I, it? I loved it.
1: I loved it. It <laughs> right? was great. It was a delight.
0: There's just so many pieces of that movie that are fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of good... Did you notice, Dave, that... DJ Khaled's credit is Khaled. DJ Khaled. In parentheses, DJ Khaled. Out of the parentheses, Khaled. So it says Khaled three times. That's
1: probably all he wanted.
0: (laughs) Probably. Martin Lawrence is just a joy in that movie. He, oh my God. I I could go on about that movie.
1: It was a good one. I enjoyed it very much.
0: Yeah. What about you? Anything Anything good? Anything else? I watched uh, sticking with trying to watch holiday movies to catch myself up on ones I missed. I watched while you were sl- sleeping with uh, Sandra Bullock. I'm on the Sandra Bullock kick between watching The Net the other week <laughs> and this. Uh, I don't know why, but it was very good. It was really, really good. It, it really gets at something I feel like that these holiday movies don't cover, which is just loneliness around this time of year. Mm. How you, you don't sometimes you just don't have people around you that you need to help make it feel like the holiday season and the whole plot of the movie is where she meets a guy he lands in a coma and then she accidentally lies about being his fiance and keeps lying about it because she likes being around his family and it's it's, it's stupid concept but it totally works it's totally heartwarming okay. and charming okay. I, I thought it was great the only funny thing about these movies that i watched centerbrook recently i don't know why they try to make her seem like she's like frumpy like in the net she's ordering pizza at home on a friday night by herself eating ice cream and this she's eating uh frozen dinners and it's like you can't tell me Sandra Bullock here is just like some frumpy woman waiting for a guy but that's that to was find the finder tr- <laughs> like
1: congeniality she's supposed to be like rough around the edges and then what's the one with her and? yeah um, is it all about Steve where she's like a stalker yeah, that that's too. a she's really like, strange one
0: because <laughs> they've always kind of painted her as like the auntie julie Roberts where Julie Roberts is like the nice girl next door Sandra Bullock is like the one you never expect and it's like if you put those two in a room I'm looking at Sandra Bullock I don't, I don't know but uh yeah, I recommend while you were sleeping the twenty five year old movie. <laughs> good, Bill Pullman in that movie too. Yeah, good. There you go. It's on Disney Plus. Great. Yeah. So Dave, are we recording another podcast before the end of the year? I think that's TBD.
1: Maybe uh, Maybe safe to say probably not.
0: Yeah, I'll be home and I won't have access to my computer and stuff. But uh, we'll figure we'll figure out something coming soon. But man, what a year it's been for this podcast, Dave.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's been a wild year. We did a lot. We covered a lot.
0: We kind of, I mean, yeah. I think this may have been had our highest hit rate in terms of releasing and sticking to a release schedule for episodes and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I hope you listeners have enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I know. um, And I'll say it now, and we said it before, that it took us a little while to get our footing with the crown. And and thank you for sticking with us as we kind of got comfortable with it. Mm Mm-hmm. But we we did it and now we're about to jump into a current season and
0: after that who knows yeah then we're gonna quit a wild year awaits <laughs> us <laughs> yeah we'll quit just call it. that's it uh, but yeah you you know where to find us we're on Instagram Twitter and Facebook yep. Lords Grantham at, at gmail.com mm-hmm. uh, T public you can find Lords of Grantham there it's it's pinned on our Twitter
1: yeah and join and, our patreon. Th- we're going to have a Q&A yes. that comes out early January that we're aiming to record in person. So mm-hmm. get in there for a dollar a month You get that, which is going to be fan curated. So that's going to be interesting.
0: Exciting times. Indeed. Exciting indeed. times here. Especially with 2021 around the corner. Cannot wait to be done oh, with this year. Indeed. Indeed. And we'll catch you all then next time on the Lords of Grantham podcast. Happy
1: holidays, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year if we don't hear from you sooner.
0: Yeah.